This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Today, we are going to be enjoying an incredible interview that I've done with Cynthia. She is an absolutely beautiful soul. She was born and raised in Seattle, Washington, and she worked full-time to earn a BA in psychology from Dartmouth College and then earned an MBA from Georgetown University. And now she is a founder and intuitive guide for Intuitive Essentials, her brand and her business. So she is a personal energy alchemist, human design strategist, and provides empowering tools and resources to support the people that she works with in realigning their life personally and professionally. She has an incredible story. She beat stage three triple negative breast cancer after a year-long journey to wellness. And now she's here to share the tools in her chest with you so that you can enjoy the treasures that she has. So this conversation was really beautiful. I had her share about how she got into human design. We dove into different aspects of her human design chart and we talked about the work that she does with clients. It was just a very wholesome conversation conversation and I really love her insights that she shares and how she's evolved in her journey so I'm really looking forward to you diving into this with me so let's get to it today I have Cynthia with me welcome to the channel Cynthia I'm so excited to have you here hi thank you for having me this is amazing I'm really looking forward to this chat because before we hit record, we looked at each other's charts for the first time and we are nerding out a little bit. So we're going to be talking about human design. We're going to be talking about the work that Cynthia is doing in her business and just having a really wholesome conversation. So I'm really looking forward to this. So Cynthia, I would love if you can share what got you into the work that you do and also how you discovered human design, because this is always such a fun question for me to ask because there's always similarities between people and I just think that that's like the gift of human design and how it typically finds us. No, absolutely. So I've been on a number of health journeys (laughs) and um, have been curating lots of different tools to support me along the way. So this last health journey for me before a major one, I'll talk about that. I had all these weird autoimmune conditions. And so I was looking for new tools. I found some things that helped me heal my gut and got rid of the alopecia and some other things. But then I was like, Ooh, maybe I can share these things with everyone else. So all of a sudden it's like other people need this support as well. So I started my business intuitive essentials and it's essentially just a chest of tools that I can support other people with. Human design came in. I was in a mastermind. Someone in there was a human design guy doing readings for folks and said, Hey, have you ever heard of this? Like, no. But I signed up for a reading with her. And as soon as we sat together, I was like, OMG, I have to have this. This is like my main tool. This is the thing that's going to help me realign my life and help so many other people realign theirs. It was like immediate. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. So, yeah, being a two for sacral generator having that 
single definition, sacral, root, and spleen defined. Like we're going to be talking a bit about Cynthia's chart today too, just because there's some things we want to like compare and contrast. And one of the things being her having a completely open G center and I have so much activation in my G center. So it's, it's going to be a really fun conversation, but I'm curious to hear more about how when you discovered human design specifically, especially with all the other modalities and tools that you were using, how did human design really change your life and also your business approach? Absolutely. So it's interesting. I kind of did things backwards. So I started relatively quickly reading for other people. It's just, it came very naturally to me, me being a two line, but, and I didn't understand why, but it just was very intuitive. So I was supporting other people and helping them figure out how they're wired and then adjusting themselves on their path. Cause a lot of people were like bumping their head up against the wall because they were trying to live in one type of energy and weren't making the best decisions for themselves because maybe they were, you know, someone who had a, a sacral um, lit up, but they were trying to make decisions from their head and it just wasn't working. So I was able to quickly show them that. I didn't start honestly living my design until about six months ago. I got laid out again, another health thing going on. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm helping everybody else, but I'm, I'm just kind of doing living lip service for what how I'm wired dug in deep and started going into all the nits and crannies of it all. Once I realigned myself and started living my design, everything fell into place. That's so beautiful. Can you share some of the major shifts that happened when you started living in your design? Like what particular things? Was it like the strategy and authority? Was it really understanding your undefined open centers? Like I'd love to hear more about that. Absolutely. So one of the major things was I actually have a channel of some people call it struggle. Um, I now like to just, I think of it more as a gift. And that while I have gone through a number of struggles and continue to and probably will, um, once I do, I'm then much better equipped to support other people. When I kind of changed my mindset around that and not being in victim mode, and saying, why me? And like, okay, I got this. I'm going to make it through. That just shifted a whole lot for me, especially related to health. Now I'm able to support other people going through the same thing and getting in that, that mode and helping them shift out of it and say, no, no, this is not going to last forever. There are things we can do. There are things you can do to help heal yourself, but also to listen to the other people who kind of help you out. That was one of the major things, not living in victimhood and seeing how this was truly a gift for me more than anything else. But then also, um, I have this other channel of some people like to call it, um, like it's like all this melancholy in there. But for me, it's really about innovation. I have a pulsing energy that when it's on, I'm like full tilt boogie coming up with all the ideas, the inspirations, I'm able to implement them and push them forward. But then I get into this little slump and a funk and it's almost like the tide went out for my energy and all the flow. And that's just meant to sit my behind down for a minute, recharge, go inside. And then when I'm all ready again, the pulse comes back on. There's no rhyme or reason to it. But instead of me, again, getting into like all my feels and saying, oh, it's all gone. And I'm sitting here doing nothing. It's like, no, do things behind the scenes prep for the next wave of this motivation and this innovation to come along and then it sparks and go back on. So it was just, it was a mindset shift more than anything else. 
I really love your talking about the the 360 channel, that channel of mutation, because I, I actually just had a conversation with someone yesterday about it. And they were talking about this Malachany, like sadness experience and that pulsing, because it's like that pressure into the sacral center, this pressure for creativity and how, you know, alchemizing that chaos, right? And really bringing forth that that focus and then trusting, like I really love the example you gave of like going out with the tide going out. And then you're like exposed and it's like, well, what's happening here is all dried up, right? It is kind of this sort of dramatic experience. So I loved how you described that and trusting the pulse, because I, I think because we grow up in a society that is always like effort results do more, like it's very just overconsumption and, you know, projection of needing to, to just achieve a lot, like rooted in achievement. It's interesting how I love that the root center is about the pulses. It's about the cyclical energy because that is more human than being turned on 24 seven. And so I find that that's so important. So I love that you just gave this example of trusting the waves that come because that's ultimately going to be the most sustainable thing to do, whether you're a business owner, you're dealing with health issues, or you're just simply living your life. Absolutely. I actually wanted to mention too, that there was just so much when I dug deep. Um, I'm a quad right so all four of my arrows point right um and I really thrive in just being easy breezy flow go with the things but what I also realized is being given containers or structures um that I can dip in and out of as they feel comfortable as they you know lights me up a little bit really is beneficial or else I'm just a tumbleweed wandering (laughs) with no direction And that's kind of coming from my completely open identity center. I can sometimes feel lost with no direction. And and this chameleon where I'm a different person every single day. I also leaned into that and just said, screw it. I'm going to be who I am in this moment. And it's me. It's authentically me. It's not coming from anywhere else. And once I gave myself that permission just to meander and flow and pivot things just became so much clearer and felt so much better. And I stopped feeling like I was hitting my head up against a brick wall. Yes. I love that you created such an empowering context for an open G center, because I think a lot of people really get caught up in the waves with that identity place as well. And really looking at the direction and the worthiness and all of that fluidity in that space. And I really love the one thing that you said around plugging in and plugging out because I had a conversation, I had an interview actually with somebody a couple of months ago, and they also have a, they have an undefined decenter. So they do have some activation in there, but she was talking about how, you know, the different groups of friends, the different activities, right. And she's a five, one projector. And so it's interesting how there can be this three line experience of needing to experiment and see, oh, this is what I feel like today. This is what I don't feel like. And so my fiance, he's a 6'3 splenic projector, that third line, undefined G-center. And also he has like the different sports that he likes, the different foods that he likes. And it's it's really giving yourself that permission to plug in and plug out. But again, that still kind of goes against the quote norms of society of like, quote, consistency, where it's like now I think there's we're starting to become more aware we're starting to really accept how people can like different things, do different things, change their identity, their branding, whatever it is, which is like so beautiful. So it's like refreshing for me to hear how you're embracing that. Cause I know it's going to support so many people as an example. Yes. And it's rough though. It was rough until I decided to honor it 
and give myself permission to go with the flow of it all. But once I did, yeah, it can be truly beneficial. So I encourage anyone who has um, little definition or absolutely none in their G center, just to, to embrace it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So good. So with you understanding your design better and experimenting with it and embodying it, can you talk a bit more about the work that you do with clients? Because I know you're talking, we shared before we hit record your your passion around doing partner readings and then also doing team readings and talking about the money gate. So we're going to dive into these things now because I think now that you've like shared your experience with the human design embodiment, I want to hear how you're utilizing this in business. Absolutely. So yeah, I I was doing one-on-one readings, individuals for folks, but so many people were saying they were having issues in their friendships or their romantic partnerships or even at work. And so I started digging in deep and decided actually to go ahead and get certified in one of the programs that are out there on career and business. And what I found in going through that, again, was I was the odd person out. I was the chameleon. I actually don't have any activations. Um in the areas that people normally do when it says they work really well in teams, I'm doing air quotes here. And so I was kind of always put in the corner and like, oh, well, you know, you might not be very good in working these teams, but I'm like, that's not very empowering. And I thought it was like kind of a Debbie Downer and it kind of didn't make me feel very good, frankly. So I found a way to turn it around and again, spin it and make it more of a, a fruitful experience for me. And now I know that while I don't have those activations, I bring so much more to particular teams. Just for me, I dip in and out. Again, that flow thing. And I bring what I can to the table from those other areas. And then I can tap into their energy as well in those moments. What I also realized though, is there are other people who might be feeling a similar way and need to know how they too can flourish in teams or partnerships and shift their interactions with people in order to make them feel better, to flow better, to make the energy much higher vibe versus a lower vibration. And so now I'm just doing a lot more of those readings and they have been magical. Just about everyone I've sat with in a partner session, whether it's for business or romance or just even a friendship, like, oh my gosh, human design is changing my life. So that really jazzes me. That's something that really lights me up and I'm going to continue doing. With the teams, it's even more powerful because you just see people like who aren't even familiar with human design. And once you just describe the key aspects to them, don't even get into the nitty gritty of the energetic flow with the team. They're just like, oh my goodness, I need to know more. This is helping me so much in understanding not just myself, but also how I can be a really effective member of this team. Yes, I love this. So I'm actually just looking, I mean, we're kind of diving into a little bit of the Penta vibes right now, right? So just so that the listeners know, because I haven't talked about it that much, but I know of it. The Penta, when it looks, when you look at team dynamics, you need three or more charts to be able to run this on, I run it on genetic matrix, but it's basically just the throat center, the G center and the circle. So you have the circle for that creative energy. You have the G center for direction and identity and brand. And then you have the throat center for the voice. So when you were saying how you don't have any activations, those nine channels there, it's like we have like all the the gates at the bottom of the throat center connecting to the g and then the bottom of the g into the sacral that builds the penta so you don't have any of those so it's it's interesting because what i love about human design is that like you said you can spin it and find a more empowering context to create with that whereas let's say in a traditional job it's like oh you don't have the skills or the experience you get like shoveled off to the side 
right? So I'm really curious, can you speak more specifically to whether you're, whether you want to speak to yourself or you want to speak to someone else who maybe they're looking at those channels and they're like, I don't have any, like, I'm not a good team member. Can you speak more to that? Cause I think that's really potent. Absolutely. So what I found is that while I don't have any of those channels, um, what it really meant is I have all this other independence in my chart. I work all the live long day and jam out in my own flow in my own space. So I can still work in teams, but it's really much more effective if I'm a leader of a team or if I can tap in, offer my expertise and then tap back out. So what I've been supporting other people with that I'm finding or have very few of these activations is, hey, let's take a look at your gifts, your strengths. How do we parlay those into whatever work you're deciding to do? Because if you're not choosing to have your own business, be a solopreneur, you don't have a lot of autonomy as a freelancer or contractor, there are still ways where you can be a really, really effective team member in another's organization. We just need to point those out to you and then have you communicate those in the best way possible to those that you're working with. Once that's done, it's like, this feels a little bit better um, and it's not quite so daunting. And then the other people are like, oh, yeah, not everybody's wired the same. You can bring that awareness to them and then they're not quite so apt to just push people off in the corner who are different. Yes. Oh, this is so good. I I love human design and its nuances because the nuance allows us to mold it into a way that's going to support people. It's not, it's so funny. When we start to get black and white, it, it really does take away the magic. And it's so interesting because I, I had it, I have videos up on YouTube and there was somebody who was commenting on my videos and they were basically saying what I was saying to the person that I was reading for was wrong because that wasn't their experience. And I'm like, it's, it's an experiment. It's an experiment. Like you're, if you don't resonate with me speaking to this projector in this context, but they love it and it doesn't resonate with you, that's actually okay. It doesn't mean that you're broken as a projector or that vice versa is right or wrong. And I think that it's so important to have that reminder that this is an experiment. And it's like this, this really does allow us to have that permission slip to have a full human experience rather than needing to fit into these boxes that we have in corporate settings or as an entrepreneur and so on so this is like oh giving me all the like feels I'm loving this <laughs> I love that you said that I actually said to someone I read for uh, the other day who was having some issues at work and they were trying to find a new job and they, they said they had this checklist and all the boxes needed to be checked and so I said well human design can help you see that those boxes can actually be different shapes. They don't always have to be square. They can be different shapes. You can still check them off. It just might become in a different form. And if you're open to that, that can be magical. Oh, that's such a great metaphor. I love that. That's so good. Oh, so good. Can you share more about the Money Gates program that you have? Because we were talking a lot. I mean, you have three centers defined in your chart. There's a lot of openness. I only have two. And I, I think that traditional human design really emphasizes how there's, quote, consistent energy in our defined centers. And that the undefined open center is like, you're more susceptible to conditioning and all of this. And I think that I, I obviously am biased because I have seven undefined centers. You have six. And it's like, how do we, how do we create an empowering context around that? So I would love to hear this program and the work that you're doing. Absolutely. So yes, people will say, you know, you have all of this 
strong energy and these defined centers. And yeah, I have six that are undefined. So what I started parlaying was, while I could have been conditioned in all these areas at one time, I've kind of deconditioned myself quite a bit now that I've dug in deep. I've also become aware though that my open centers are where I magnetize, I attract people. People are coming to me because they sense that I have some wisdom in those areas. That's how I have decided to take this. This is the take, the perspective that I'm choosing. So I'm sharing this with other people and then sharing how, if you have an open head, what that could mean for you, what you're magnetizing in and what you could be bringing to the world and sharing, if it lights you up, if it's something that you decide you're initiating, if it's something that shock and awe for you, whatever your type, strategy and authority are, each one of these open centers, you can be a magnet for abundance, more money, ideal clients, all the things in your life. This is so great. And I, I love that, you know, the undefined centers, it's funny because reflectors, obviously they have no centers defined and they're just a cosmic mirror. And so when we are really experiencing those undefined or open centers, it's like we are reflecting back. But I think that when we are aligned with having those undefined open centers, you know, like you're rooted in your values. So that's one thing that I've, I've actually talked about with people who have an like undefined open G center and undefined or open heart center. And it's like, you know, that needing to know who you are, where you're going, or that proving energy that can show up from the heart center. It's like when you're rooted in your values and you, you, you root into your own defined energy, then when you are magnetizing those things in through those undefined or open centers are going to be aligned with you so it's so funny how even though we're talking about the undefined open centers though that defined energy and those channels and those gates they really support that so it's just like such a a holistic perspective absolutely yes so it's it's work that people at first are like how i don't know i don't get this at first as soon as i just we dig into each one of the individual um energy centers and where they're undefined um then it's like ding 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 the light bulb comes on like more 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 please and then we can just start peeling back even more the layers of the onion on it because this goes deep as you know so but that's where we start with the money gates it's about the energy centers now i take people first to the basics we learn about their type their strategy authority they got to get those things in alignment or at least start to try to live those pieces of themselves and then it's much easier to be that magnet in those areas where they're undefined. That's so great. Can you talk more about the money gates? Are those specifically gates in specific centers or is it just the 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 way you're magnetizing abundance? Like I'm curious to understand that a bit more. More of a play on words and more how you're magnetizing abundance coming in. Um, there are specific gates that people say tied to money. So like resources, for example. So the two and the 14, those are ones where people... They can, uh, one of them is for actually being a magnet for resources in specific, which can mean currency or money. The other ones like them, they know how to use it really, really well. So there's some other gates like that, that actually refer specifically to money, wealth, abundance, those sorts of things. I though like to look at money as abundance and abundance being a variety of different things. So you can be bringing in not just currency, but you could also be bringing in your ideal clients. You could be bringing in the love that you're looking for, the communities you're looking for. It could just be much broader scope than that. So from that context, it's not just a couple of gates, but it could be any of the gates or centers where you're undefined. 
Okay, that's so beautiful. Can you give some examples of your own undefined centers and how you've used that to bring in abundance into your life? Absolutely. So one of the main ones for me is um, my completely open identity center. And that for me, if I were low vibing, it could feel like I have no direction. I don't know who I am, but I've kind of spun that around. And what I attract a lot of people who are looking for direction and looking to find their purpose and who they are. And so it's often a conversation, not about this is who you need to be. It's more like you're, you can be whoever you want to be. Or if they are more defined, it's like, well, if we get you more into a high vibe state, you actually know who you are and you know the direction you're going in. We just need to get you to become aware of that, get you vibing in the space that you need to be, get you realigned on all these other aspects of your human design, like your type, your strategy, and authority, and then you'll step into that. So that's what it becomes. It's more of a conversation of how they're wired, but they, they're attracted to me just automatically because of that energy, that openness for me. They're looking to me to find what I don't have in myself. And I'm able to explain it to them because I've had to work through that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's really the the deconditioning of ourselves, having that clear space and that clear or clean energy so that you can obviously help others process that, right? It's like being able to fill up our own cup first to be able to give back to others, but it's a little different because it's more like you're emptying your cup. So there's nothing there and you can create anything from it. Absolutely. Um, another example I'll give is the open headspace that I have. Well, mine's undefined. I do have a couple of activations there, but I can often feel scattered and not focused. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's me all the time. So it's like helping them understand, you know, here's some tools that you might be able to use to get yourself more focused, more aligned. So you're not quite so scattered. Understanding that uh, all these ideas that are pouring in, some of them might not even be yours. And so we need to get back to our strategy and authority to know which ones are even aligned for us and then we get to make the choice of which ones are worth our time and energy and that we attack um we don't have to go after all of them it's not meant for us or if we even talk about mind my mind is undefined my ajna and it's like i'm meant to have all of these different perspectives i can bring them to you and show you so if people are like a dog with a bone in a particular opinion i can show different alternative different ideas different ways of thinking of things and actually helping them to shift their energy as well Yes, I can totally relate to the undefined head. My ajna is completely open and my throat's completely open. So it's like being able to bring that spaciousness to people is always it's always so fun, you know? And I really I really love the again, the fluidity with human design and not trying to make things so black and white, but when you have that yin and yang contrast of defined energy versus undefined, like it just creates more fluidity you know and more liberation so it's just like so satisfying like I know you get that but define sacral energy here we're satisfied in this yes <laughs> so I would love to dive more into your gates that you have because I think that you have a lot of gates that I don't have and I really love that you have the gate of shock the 51.2 in your conscious sun and I'm really curious to hear you share about that and how it shows up for you, because this gate is like, I feel like it's, it's a sparky one. You know, people, when they have it, they either hate it or they love it because they feel that their their life experiences can be quite electrifying at times in ways that they don't want. But it can also be, you know, a real fire starter in life as a tool. So I would love to hear your journey with that. Yeah. So for me, the 51 has, it's been showing up as 
it's always been there, but I kind of like, I dampened it. I kind of pushed it down, but now I kind of just say whatever comes to mind. And I am very shocking to people. Sometimes they're like, what? She really just said that that came out of her mouth. Um, also, it has come through in some of my health issues that I've been challenged with, but come through. Um, a lot of them being like near-death experience kinds of things. So it's been very shocking in my life aspects. And then for me, though, it's been uh, it's been really deep understandings and learnings in life but then I'm able to go and share those and parlay them to other people it almost is just like though it's my persona my outside it's just like shines through and people are kind of attracted to that in a lot of ways as well even though it's really shocking sometimes and they're clutching their pearls <laughs> they're kind of like whoa I need to learn more about this energy Oh, that's so good. And I, I actually, when I look at the, when I look at it from a Gene Keys lens and I consider the shadow gift in city, like that agitation and you're talking about health issues, right? And it's like when the body is agitated, it creates the context for the gift of initiative, which is like, okay, what can I change? Like, how can I shift this? And then we have mm -hmm. the city of awakening, right? So having that realization and being able to share that, because I think the biggest thing when people have major breakthroughs in their life is through self-discovery. You know, it's one thing that somebody tells you something inspiring, but when you discover that for yourself, there's like a different connection to it. And so I think that people, when they have the 51, like it really is about, you know, creating that agitation because it's going to lead to an awakening and it's going to shift things, right? Which is like really beautiful. So that's, you know, sounds like the work that, that you're doing with others. Yes. <laughs> I'm, so I'm just fascinated by Gene Keys. I'm, I need to sit with you and do a reading at some point. Oh, I love the jinkies. That's obviously my jam. But I also have been deeply synthesizing both systems. You know, I have I have 10 out of 16 mutative gates. If you're looking at the incarnations crosses in the, the fourth quarter, I have a lot of mutative energy. And so it doesn't surprise me now that with that and then open throat, open Ajna, undefined head, how I just bring these systems together and I weave and I create something different with it. Like, it's just so fun to me. Like, it's I really love it. So cool. And, can you share about your 57th in your conscious earth? Because I'm really curious, the, the 57th being in the spleen and just having that like intuitive energy is so, it's such a beautiful gate. And I feel like it's it's kind of like a secret special gate in a way. Um, For me, it really comes through in like, I know people sometimes call them psychic abilities, um, but just, it's just it's spot on intuitive knowing comes from nowhere. It's just like, Bam. And I just, I cannot explain it to people. I just know the thing. And I, I hesitate to share those sometimes with people. So I wait to be invited in some of these things. I'm just like, someone's going to have to ask me before I share these things. But I find that a lot of people are just drawn to me and they say, Hey, can you tell me blah, blah, blah. Um, even though I may have a knowing about it though, sometimes I still don't even share because often it's just, it's meant for them to learn and that's part of their journey as well. But it's just this really deep knowing. Uh, sometimes I don't even want to know, at least in the past, I didn't want to know, but they just come to me and floods sometimes even, but it's, it's like a psychic ability that it feels like to me. And that's the best way that I can describe it. Yes. I've actually heard that that clarity around well I mean it sounds like a lack of clarity but I know it's kind of ironic because the the shadow is unease and like not knowing but the city is clarity and then we have the gift of intuition so when you're looking at it from a gene keys lens but it's just 
when people, when I've talked to people about the 57th, they've always said, yeah, I just know things and I don't know why. Like that's always the context of that gate when they have it. And so that being in your conscious earth, it's so beautiful how that's really going to like ground you, you know, bringing that clarity to people and like being able to sit in the unease, but like trusting that the inner knowing, because this, the splenic center is, you know, rooted in intuition, right? So good. Oh my gosh. I love this. So what would you say, <laughs> what is your right now? What is your favorite aspect of your chart that you've really just been, I don't want to, well, I mean, you could say like obsessed with, or just like deeply inspired and moved by right now that you're really exploring. Oh, that's a really good question. Oh gosh. It's been this whole struggle channel has come up over and over and over and over again, just because I've had a number of struggles and very intense ones with over the past two years. So I think that one, while it doesn't excite me and it doesn't necessarily light me up, I think the perspective shift that I've come to now has been really transformative. So understanding again, that I'm not a victim and that I can use this to support other people has really helped me through because sometimes you can get like down in the dumps about things, at least I have, and you're like, oh, not again. Is this ever going to end? But then I'm like, you know, um, in so many areas of my life, I'm blessed. So I'm so thankful and so grateful. And I've made it through this and it could be worse. So how can I see what I've learned, what I've gleaned, what I'm taking away from this and help to support other people in it? And interestingly enough, my most recent struggle actually has spurred a new brand. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm saying this quietly right now, but I'm actually, I've um, applied for a trademark and I'm going to be creating some uh, compression garments for people with breast lymphedema. So it's sparked things like that as well. So I think that's been the most intriguing one for me recently. Yes. Oh, I love this. I was chatting with someone, I was doing a session with them probably a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the channel of struggle and even just that that 28th gate being about the struggle and it's like it's so it is heavy right like nobody wants to struggle especially when we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel but I reframed that for them and I said what if you saw this as growth because if you think about it you know seedlings in the dirt like they are in theory struggling to come to the top to get the sun and to have the the moisture of the rain and so on like it's still a struggle but it's also growth so it's like, how can you see that as growth instead? Because we think about personal growth. We don't say personal struggle, but in theory, <laughs> the struggle leads to growth, right? And a growth can be struggle. So there's like a bit of a synonym there that I think that people don't consider. And I find that kind of helps the brain be like, okay, yeah, I'm like down to grow because then it sounds like you're going somewhere, right? Rather than struggle mm. can feel like a stagnant sort of experience. That's amazing. I like to look, that's a great perspective. I'm just, I'm like mulling it over now. I'm going to have to use that next. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And my, my fiance has that channel. So it's like, I'm very, I'm very aware of how that shows up. And I've had so many conversations with people about it. So I think that it's like, it's definitely worth contemplating, even though it can feel challenging. Right. Which is so beautiful. Oh, so good. Yes. Oh, I will share one other piece that's been really interesting to me lately. I have an undefined throat and I used to feel like I needed to write notes for everything to try to help give me direction. I didn't want to forget to just going to say something. And I was just like, ah, this is just crazy. I used to try to like map out everything for a presentation. 
what I experimented with and has worked really well for me over the past year or so. And it's like kind of cool. And it doesn't unnerve me anymore. It was nerve wracking at first, but I don't write notes. I just kind of have a general idea of the topic of conversation. And I might reflect on it for a hot minute, but I just know that in the moment, just based on how I'm wired, that the words will come to me and I will say what needs to be said in that moment. And it has worked so well for me, um, just kind of setting aside any need to be able to be structured or formulate something because it was always really robotic when I tried that anyway, but now it just flows. Even with today, I just asked for some general topic areas and I literally, we came on, we chatted for a few months and we've just been flowing. So there's been no notes or anything to go from. So I share that with people just to say that, you know, if that's something that they've been struggling just experiment with it, play with it. A lot of these things, it's not going to hurt, especially if you try them on little things. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like sitting here nodding my head so aggressively as you're saying this, because me having a completely open throat center, I, it was funny when I was doing contract work a couple of years ago, I was structuring out a webinar that I was going to be presenting and I had my um, supervisor was like helping me with this. And she just really wanted everything written out and to follow and I was like I am struggling like for sure I assumed she had her head in Ajna and throat defined because I was like I literally can't it will come out robotic and I need to have general ideas and it's like I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth but it comes out and then sometimes I say things and people are like oh my god what did you just say and I'm like I don't know you're gonna have to watch the recording like it just came out right and so yeah it's it's interesting I think that specifically letting go of the structure and the notes and also I mean you're quad right right so that makes sense to that fluid you know fluidity but I think letting getting out of the head and ajna and just trusting your voice and your your natural expression is like the way to go but it does take courage and confidence and practice to do that for sure absolutely oh I just got chills this is so cool I'm so glad we're doing this <laughs> yes oh, I've been loving this conversation so I'm I'm so grateful that you came on and we we talked about so many different things and I love that we weaved in your experience with your design and just hearing you share in a way that I know is going to be supportive for the listeners who are contemplating their human design. And so I would love before we wrap up today's conversation and I get you to share where people can connect with you. What is a, an intuitive piece of wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with today? Absolutely. I'm just called to tell a number of people this lately. So I'll share it here, here as well is there's so much going on in the world right now in the collective and with us individually. And I just say, remember, you don't have to do it alone. There are folks out there, whether they're your family, your friends, or even people like us who can help you hold your hand, guide you along the way, give you some nuggets of knowledge to support you along, to help you in whether it's energetic shifts, perspective shifts, whatever it is, because there's another way we don't have to continually beat our head up against the wall and struggle all by ourselves yes we often need to do the inner work and the processing on our own but someone can be there to hold your hand so know that you're not alone oh my gosh this is so beautiful because i feel like you're speaking from your fourth line like the networks the communities being together helping one another like that was such a beautiful like two four thing for you to share so thank you for sharing that I don't even know if you realized that but it was beautiful I said it all <laughs> yeah well I mean unconscious four line right so it's this is such an example of us being like 
me being able to see someone else's unconscious side, but they naturally express it without knowing it. Like that's so perfect. So good. So can you share with our audience today where they can connect with you? I'm going to have all the links in the show notes and the ways that they can work with you as well. And I'll include that in the show notes. Oh, sweet. Absolutely. So my company, all the tools are in intuitive essentials with an S. And so on Instagram, you can catch me on there at intuitive underscore essentials. And my website is intuitive dash essentials.com. Those are the easiest ways to get in touch with me. And yeah, upcoming with the human design bits, I have individual sessions. You can do them express or deeper dives, just depending on how much time or how in depth you want to go. I do have those partner sessions I'm talking about. And uh, we've been doing many more of the team workshops. So those have been super fun as well. I also now have my very own human design chart generator on my, on my it's in beta right now. So it's kind of hidden, but it's under the free tools if you want to go check it out. That's perfect. Thank you again for coming on and collaborating with me and creating this beautiful conversation today, Cynthia. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been fun. Yes, you're so welcome. And I want to thank the audience today for listening. I hope that you took away lots of golden nuggets from our chat. And make sure you check out the show notes. Follow Cynthia on Instagram and connect with her to get connected about her services and offers. And of course, if you can leave a review on Spotify and Apple, that would be amazing. And subscribe to the channel because there will be lots more conversations and goodies coming your way. So thank you for tuning in. And I'll chat with you in the next episode.